everybody. Welcome to Workforce Gaming. I'm Brad, here with Doug. Hey. It is the end of 2020, or, well, actually, the beginning of 2021, mm-hmm. which means we are legally required to talk about our game of the year. Mm-hmm. So, um, what we did is we kind of went through, we kind of came up with some categories that we felt like are more the way we play games. Yes. More than just going, like, best action adventure. I think if we played a hundred games that came out in 2020, we could, we could actually like have enough games to put in those categories and stuff. But I think we both like playing a lot of games from, we did play a lot of 2020 games, obviously, but I think a lot of games we play are also from previous years and that sort of thing as well. So it's like, if we played every single game that came out, I think we could actually maybe do an adventure JRPG (laughs) and that sort of thing. But if you played one JRPG this year, it's like that one, one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was final fantasy seven because that's the one I played. Yeah. (laughs) Is Demon's um, Souls an arch JRPG? No, just get this. Keep going. <laughs> no. um, so we've got some different categories here that maybe a little different than what other people do, but there's stuff that we feel like we can actually talk about and have some things to say about versus just trying to force your yes. traditional game of the year things. Let's start this off with um, what we call best insert here, mm-hmm. meaning the best just something that you saw this year in a 2020 game, whether it was literally anything whatever the mm-hmm. thing that you saw that like stuck out with you and went man that is something that i've never really seen before or something that really struck me yep. so we'll have doug go first here so i uh i'll have to build i'll just set up a little bit of it so before this year there's like three types of remakes there's remakes there's reimaginings and remasters and i feel like they all have like pretty well defined characteristics like okay reimagining is this remake is this and that sort of thing I'm going to give Final Fantasy VII the award for the best, um, I'll say, like, new spin on that formula. Um, I think that most games, how they acknowledge that they are a remake is like... Wait, can we pause really quick? Yeah. There may or may not be things that come up as spoilers for some of these. That's fine. That's fine. And I think think the way that I'll talk about this, it's not going to be too spoiler-heavy, but, like, if you want to know zero things about Final Fantasy VII... Yes, exactly. Uh, this will probably spoil little bits and pieces, but um, exactly. I'll say, Just like, wanted to clarify the, that that may come up. So that may okay. come up. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. If you haven't played Final Fantasy VII by now, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> games are games are expensive. Wait for a sale. Um, so um, I think that I haven't seen a game that basically really thought about what it like. Okay, when I, when they usually do like a remake or reimagining or whatever, the way they usually acknowledge the older game is like a wink and a nod. Like here's a low poly model from the old game. It's like, ah, that was the old game. Remember that one? Or they'll just, it's like a lot of like winking and nodding, but it doesn't really mm-hmm. incorporate itself into the story. Like what it means to be a remake and that sort of thing. So I just thought it was like really interesting that final fantasy seven remake um, besides being like a clever title, um, really thought about just the weight of making a remake, the fan expectations of making a remake. And I think it was a game that like actually acknowledged that I think more so than any other sort of remake out there. Um, I just recently played the Shadow of the Colossus remake, which I really, really loved. And mm-hmm. you have to think about the pressure that they were under to make a remake yeah. to Shadow of the Colossus, which is like the best game, one of the best games ever made. And they it doesn't show there like the amount of pressure they were under to like make this great game i'd say the same thing with demon souls it's like this is like one of the best games ever made and you're remaking it and i think that ff7 um actually took the time to acknowledge both to the develop like the developers and the fans it was more of a conversation of like hey guys we know <laughs> that you guys have a shit ton of <laughs> expectations for this we have a bunch of expectations of this for ourselves and how that kind of integrates itself into the plot in interesting ways um 
I, I think that I think that that remake was um, way more imaginative than I ever thought it could be. And I really only know, I don't know many other franchises, at least video game franchises. I'd say it's like brand new. I think the only other thing I could think of that would be close. That'd be kind of a spoiler, I guess, <laughs> but it's not usually <laughs> video games. <laughs> yeah. And I, and again, I think it's, it's, it is really cool. Cause I think it's one of the few remakes or remasters or whatever is that I think really actually had something new to say. I don't, yeah. I think it's hard yeah. to see a game remade reimagined where it actually goes, okay, we're going to say something different than what we said 2015, 10, however long ago, we're going to actually say something new. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of interesting because I would think like the Resident Evil two and like the Ratchet and Clank remakes, they basically took the mechanics that were already established in the newer games and like, let's just apply that to the older games. And Final Fantasy mm-hmm. VII didn't really do that. <laughs> like, you'd expect yeah. it to do that. It's like, okay, let's just take Final Fantasy XV and do that. But it's like, no, let's do our own thing. It was, uh, it was very mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah. All right. So my best insert here, um, I'm going to call best way to find a bunch of shit. And, that goes to- <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to give that to Ghost of, Shish- Ghost of Tsushima, oh, sure. mostly just so okay. I can say that one more time. But... I am not a fan of open worlds and I'm even yeah. less a fan of here's a bunch of stuff to do, mm-hmm. but that game was just so imaginative in the way that like you found these different collectibles, whether it was following the wind, which I think just initially just hit you so hard, how they actually took the stupid, like go 120 meters forward and actually contextualized it in the world. And if you played that game, the wind actually has meaning to the main character as well. So mm-hmm the guiding force of that actually fits into the plot and fits a little bit better with how that game plays rather than just go to objective marker, which I absolutely hate. Um, And then even with some of the other smaller things, like just even chasing the foxes around, Mm -hmm. right? So you go to different things and you chase the fox around and the fox would lead you to something. And then you even, you know, even just incorporating like Assassin's Creed style climbing to get to these different shrines. I just felt like every single way they did collectibles in that actually made me want 200% this game actually made me want to go see everything mm-hmm. and then even like the duels just were so beautifully well done and just such so gorgeous in the areas that you fought you wanted to find all of them so um yeah. i was just really impressed with that aspect of the game and i think you see so many ubisoft is notorious for it and other open world games where it's just like you don't see it incorporated into a game as well as i've ever seen it done in ghost yeah, I think I think the thing I really did like about Ghost in that regard too is like in Assassin's Creed, you kind of know what you're going into. It's like you are going into an assassin mission. Yeah. <laughs> and in this one, like you didn't really because if you you could use the map, but you could also if you're using the wind, you could kind of like figure out. It's like you just like come upon something. I think it did a really good job of coming upon something and not yes. really knowing it's like what kind of mission is this? I don't I don't know because I didn't have my <laughs> map open the entire time and clicking down click assassin mission or click save the villagers mission. Exactly. And again, it just it leads it leads to this feeling of like actually being in the world, not sure. And again, just even not having that that total distance counting down mm-hmm. made it more of almost like an exploration piece of finding exactly where you're going. Did you overrun it? Were you a little to the right or left? Oh, maybe it's on top of that mountain. It gave you a little bit more thinking just in terms of trying to find those things. So mm-hmm. I was really impressed with it. Ghost is a great game. Um, but yeah. Cool. All right. So again, both of us full-time jobs don't always have the most time to play video games so the best game we didn't finish Uh uh-huh what is your best game you didn't finish all right i don't play a lot of i didn't play like we we did we did find out i did play a number of 2020 games but this one is not a 2020 (laughs) game but it's been haunting my 2019 and 2020 is resident evil 7 i can't (laughs) 
I can't play the game for more than 10 minutes at a time. I don't know how long it is. I think my, my time on it is like eight hours. Like I know I'm getting near the end, but I really can mm-hmm. only play like 10, 15 minutes. Like, and I love the Resident Evil series. Like, I don't know if I love, but I play a lot of them. And I really like Resident Evil 2. I like playing survival horror games. There's just something about that game that like, I know it's good. I just, I can't, I can't play it. I can't play it. And I just, I can't do it, but I'm to trying. Be fair, to be fair, this is like, Every now and then, like, we'll text back and forth about games. I'm like, I swear it's, like, once a month I get a text about some random piece of Resident Evil 7. And it's, like, the <laughs> 10 minutes. It's, like, I can't play Resident Evil 7. It's, like, oh, did you try to get further? I played for 15 minutes, and then I turned it off. And then, like, two months later, like, this scene in Resident Evil is so cool. It's, like, oh, are you trying to finish it? No, I played it for an hour, and I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, yeah, it's it's funny because, like, I think, like, a lot of times, like, you stop playing. The thing that's funny with this one is, like, I feel like when you don't finish a game, like, you're just not going to touch it again. It's, like, no, no, no. I'm chipping away. I'm chipping this way. Like people play JRPGs or something that are like hundreds of hours game, but it's like, no, it's a 10 hour game. that I'm just like really struggling to get through. And like, I plan on finishing it. Maybe I'll do a review, but I don't think I'd be able to remember where the, how the game began by the time I finished this game. I'm actually curious, like where exactly you are in that game. Cause eight hours, you're probably, yeah. Like you said, you probably got a couple hours left. Yeah. I'm, I'm like really low on ammo. And like, I, like I have to go into like find ammo. It's just like, I don't know. I can't do this now. I can't, yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah, we'll see if I finish All that right. game in twenty twenty one. Before Resident Evil Eight, maybe. <laughs> it'll it'll be Doug's best game he didn't finish for the next three years. <laughs> That'd be very um, funny. All right, so mine comes with a qualifier that I absolutely hate not finishing games. Like it gives me yeah. like a little weird feeling when I put a game down. Like um, Persona Five is in the PS Plus collection, and it's like. I'm just like to the point where it's like, I don't have time for this. Like I need to put it down and it's like stressing me out that like, I'm not going to finish that game. So with that being said, there's only a couple I didn't finish from 2020 cause I didn't cheat and go back a year. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the game I picked is Iron Man VR, okay. which I love our I, impressions of that because that was the best VR game since Astrobot. <laughs> which I want to qualify here. And here's the thing with this game. It is no hands down. If we, when we get to top three, it would be in my top three of best first halves of a game. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> the first few missions with this are insane and incredible, and I absolutely love them. Yeah. You get to about the halfway point, and, like, VR, in my mind, is something that should not be, like, a challenging struggle to get through. Like, yeah. I don't have time to have that VR headset on to fight through a boss multiple times. Like, give me mm-hmm. my two or three tries. Let me get through it. I got to a point where it was just like, I am not going to get past this part unless I really put in some effort. Yeah. And A, I don't want to have this headset on my head that long. And B, <laughs> like, I'm just struggling with, like, the control aspect of it. So sure, I got to sure, a boss sure. and I was just like, I'm done. But that first half of the game up until that boss <laughs> is amazing like it is fantastic it is some of the best vr the first hour of that game which you can play as a demo i'm not sure if that demo is still up or not is some of the best vr out outside of astrobot is some of the best vr that's ever existed in my mind but once you it it just it was one of those hard cuts where it's like it's not worth it it's not worth busting this headset out it's not worth trying this boss a couple times like i'm turning around and my controller's getting lost in the tracking and just i'm done but yeah no, that's funny because I just I remember how hot you were on those like those VR demo impressions of it. It's like we never actually did a review of that game. It's like yeah, I never finished it. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm like I'm like sixty percent through, and it was one of the, it was one of those games where I was just like, I need to be done because this will yeah. frustrate me and infuriate me. And if there is one more boss that's even a little bit harder than this, like 
I, I no, don't got the time for it. <laughs> sure. Yeah, absolutely. No, I gotcha. <laughs> All right. So this next one, um, Doug kind of already talks about because he cheated. Is the best game that didn't come out this year. Yeah. Um, again, we are not big fancy game comp corporations, so we don't always have time to play stuff. And I don't know, honestly, just get behind on things. So, um, the best game that didn't come out this year that you played for the first time this year. I put some qualifiers on it because, like, yeah. Otherwise, mine's Uncharted too. But I've played that like three <laughs> yeah. times, so we're not gonna cheat. So best game that didn't come out this year. Uh, I think the best game that didn't come out this year, and probably one of the most surprising games. Um, I had a few like written down. I was like sitting here debating as I was reading. I was like, it's gonna be a short hike, or the one I've chosen, which is a Plague Tale. Um, mm, mm-hmm. I think, both good uh, choices. Uh, sorry, what'd you say? Both good choices. Yeah, I I thought. Um, I think I I have this thing with games that like I really like games that I have zero expectations going into because they blow them up, they blow me out of the water because I was like I thought a Plague Tale Innocence was going to be a bad game. Um, so yes. my expect my expectations were set at this is going to be a bad game, and by the time I finished that, I was like, oh, this is actually like one of the stronger narratives and games I've played before, and uh, it's amazing. Um, there's a lot of I think um, I, I I think a, I don't even know why I started. I forgot why we both played Plague Tale around the same time. It was like a free game or game something. pass it was on game pass is where i played it yeah oh that okay that's right yeah that's where i played it too um i i just think that a plague tale did like a really really good job of creating characters that you really really cared about um it's basically the story follows like this uh girl who's about 17 years old taking her brother who's about maybe 10 years old through a very harrowing experience doing this like really crazy version of the bubonic plague in which rats are like this like massive mm-hmm. i don't know what you call them tidal wave sort of thing yeah basically um, yeah and it's it's kind of cool because the, i think the game um i thought the game did some really really interesting things like really horrifying sections i had heard the game was kind of scary i was like all right but there's some like imagery in that game that's like legit haunting um yes <laughs> that like i was not expecting at all i was just expecting kind of like all right it's gonna be like a six or a seven kind of game that's, you know, it's going to be, be janky and that sort of thing. And I was like, oh, actually, by the end of this, I really, really care about these characters. I really care about this world. I'm really excited for, like, whatever Plague Tale 2 is. Um, I, I think it kind of doesn't really reveal it. It doesn't really reveal its hand of, like, what's actually going on to the end. And it's kind of fun when it may or may not go off the rails at the end in kind of fun ways and unexpected ways. Um, but, yeah, no, I just thought the game was, like, really cool. And I think it's, like, more people should play it. Uh because I, I think it's, I think that you, whatever expectation you have for it are going to be exceeded, which is not something you can <laughs> yeah, say for, for most sure. games. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the same experience where I was like, oh, okay, it's not Game Pass, I'll give it a shot. And again, like almost made my list. Like it's probably like third one on my list if I was sure. going to do like no, a top yeah. three games that I played that didn't come out this year. But yeah, yeah, and that haunting imagery, there are just scenes in that where you're just like, oh, this is gross. Like, it's just, uh. <laughs> Yeah, I felt Which bad. I There's like scenes that game like I feel bad. <laughs> like it's just that's cool. I, I like I like when a game makes me feel like weird, interesting ways, and that definitely one was like, oh, this is a bad feeling. Yeah. Um, all right, so I have two because one I feel like is kind of cheating. Um, my first thought was Xenoblade Chronicles, but that was the definitive edition that came out this year. So I don't know if that's cheating or not. No, that counts. No, that counts. It does. It doesn't. It, yeah, it came. It doesn't come out this year. That's the only. That's the only it thing. It did. It did kind of. Anyway, oh, it did. Oh, um, because the, because the remake came out this year. The re- yeah. Oh. So I don't know. That one's yeah, a little fuzzy, count. but that doesn't count. Okay. Then my second one, just in case, <laughs> my second one is Death Stranding, which um, is just a game that blew away my expectations as well, and was a game that I was terrified to play, um, which I talked about a little bit in our review of it, where it's just I hold Metal Gear in such high esteem yeah. that like 
there was no way in my mind that this was like going to be anything but a giant letdown. Like all the trailers was just like, you got no clue what the hell you're doing. You're just making stuff up as you go with this. Like nothing looks like it's connected. And just as you play through that game, it's just such a weird experience. That's unlike anything I've ever played before. Yeah. That it works. It's not something I ever really need to see repeated. I don't need a death stranding too. I don't need more games where I'm just walking around a random world being a FedEx guy. But the way that story plays out, the way everything's interconnected and just um, some of the weird things that happen in it are just so yeah. cool. And especially the world building, just the first few hours when you just get tossed into this world and you're just lost and confused. And by the time you keep going through and stuff keeps making more and more sense as you go through and connect all of these different places, it's just it's such a cool way to tell a story and it's just such a cool game. Yeah, I just started that recently. I'm like, it's like, I... I... <sighs> man, that game seems really cool in a lot of cool ways. I was like, oh shit, this is actually, it's a weird art house AAA, which just is so yes. unique. <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to describe it. It's, it's, it has the mind of a weird indie game in the budget of like Horizon. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. But just such a cool game. Um, also, Xenoblade Chronicles, one of the best JRPGs ever. Uh hmm. Best game from this year that we didn't like, so we may or may not have finished this, but a game that, like, you can sit there and go, this game is incredible, uh-huh. and I don't like it. Uh-huh. Ghost of Tsushima. Go f- <laughs> That's such a bad answer. I tried. I tr- I, I've tried so many times. I've, like, I've had, like, play sessions. Like, I think I've had, like, six or seven play sessions. Like, you know what? People say this game's amazing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try. I'm going to try. And, like, the whole hour, I'm just, like... It feel like it just feels like every open world to me, and I know to other people it doesn't, but to me it just does. It um, it really it just does. Although I will say this is definitely a Doug thing that I don't like fighting um, human people. characters. Um, mm-hmm. I have this like weird thing about it's like fighting humans in games. I just like think they're not interesting because it's like sword guy, sword guy with shield, heavy sword, heavy sword guy with shield, big guy, big guy with shield. It's like they're very there's very archetypal characters. I'm very, I feel like you're looking at me like this is your game of the year. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm in my Um, mind. It's everything you're saying is true. And that's the thing with this is like the thing with Ghost of Tsushima is it does very little new, but what it does is it takes a lot of things that I think defined this generation and perfects is a hard word to use. I don't necessarily want to go that far, but does them better than most other things do. And it does all of that in one category. I completely disagree with you. I know, and that's a bad. That's because I don't think the cinematics are good as other games with good cinematics. I don't think the fighting is as good as game with other fighting. I don't think the story is as interesting as games that have interesting story. I think it's like a solid eight at everything, and like there's so many other games that do. It's the thing is, this is gonna sound really weird. It annoys me how consistent it is. Um, it feels like there's not. I like I like these are all Doug problems. I like inconsistent (laughs) games. I like a part in a game that sucks. Because the part you play after that is going to be amazing. But everything here sure. just hits the same level of, like, um, there's no up and down to it to me as far as, mm-hmm. like, the narrative goes and as far as, like, the... I, I, I mean, admittedly, I think I got, like, I only got, like, 10 hours into it. So, like, I'm not saying I beat the game or anything like that. Yeah. But it just felt like everything I did was just hitting the same sort of monotone note <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um, and, like, I just... I th- That's just the reason I didn't like it. Because, like, I just... Like, when I came upon a story and I was just, like... Oh, the, the twists to me were never that interesting. I think I think there's a problem we have with Assassin's Creed games. 
I don't mm-hmm. like the one of the reason I don't like Assassin's Creed games is because they're like, oh, there's a mysterious spirit in the in the forest, and when you get there, it's not a mysterious spirit; it's a guy dressed as a spirit doing something. And it's like, but we're I in feel- a video game, like why not just be the thing? Like why not just have this? But that's not Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima is a no, I know, yeah, yeah. sort of historical narrative. So that's the thing that always bugged me about these sort of historical games is that you are a video game. You don't even have to like obey the laws of gravity if you don't want to. So when you're like there's a monster in the woods. Let's go investigate it. And it's like, oh, it's not a monster. I was like, why can't it just be a monster? <laughs> like, which is why I, <laughs> so, I, we did. I mean, we played a little bit of the co-op stuff and I was like, oh, this is yeah. fun because there's zombies and stuff. And I was like, okay, I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get that because everything you're pointing to is things going yeah. like, this game is really stuck hard in the fact that it is very historical and it's trying to be accurate in those ways yeah. in certain aspects. And and I could see that being a sticking point of going like, but I, 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 want, my, I want my weird fantasy. Like... Let me kill a skeleton. Yeah, I just, give I mean, me a like, skeleton monster. Exactly. No, exactly. Like I really just wanted like if this was like let's do Ghost of Tsushima, but just do like Japanese mythology monsters or something. I was like, yes, yeah, let's do that. But it's like no, let's just do hard hard history. I don't know what you call it. What's that? What's like hard sci fi, but for historical stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that's a genre, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. His textbook called a textbook. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, the one thing I will commend the game, though, is like uh, a lot of Japanese developers really liked it. And I was reading a lot about how Japanese yeah. people felt about that game. And I was like, oh, they actually like nailed this, apparently. Like what this, yeah. this what they were doing, they nailed it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> In a similar vein, um, best game I didn't like. And actually having played like a few hours of this, I absolutely loved playing this game. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. Hades. That game oh, is incredible. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's so good. It's amazing. I, I, I would struggle to argue with anybody who said that is the best game that came out in 2020. <laughs> I absolutely hate it and will never touch it again. Um, so sorry. <laughs> I, I hate, I hate roguelikes. I hate them. Sure. I hate them with a passion. I oh, literally, I waited so long on this and it was one of those things where it was like, everybody gave this game like 10 out of 10s. Doug played it and said, it's amazing. Like it got nominated yeah. for game of the year at the game awards. Like yeah. every, and I was like, I got to play it. Cause I love, I love, 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 love super giant games. Um, Bastion started off so well. Um, even Pyre, yeah. which I don't think is one of their better ones. Like I loved and got so into just the weird sport of that. I love their games. This has every, thing that they do well in games done so so well i fought the same boss like three times like That's i'm not crazy. like i i beat the same boss three times like i i don't need to do it again <laughs> that's so funny yeah, I, just, I mean that's yeah it's one of those things where it just comes down to like i'm not enjoying the fact that i'm playing the same thing over and over again and sure. it was like but you got a little farther and it's like yes yes i did i got a little farther i played for 45 minutes and i saw four minutes of new content like <laughs> that's so funny it's yeah, just, I, yeah. I, yeah, I think I think it's not like to me with like with like Souls game. There's like a hump you get over, and then you get a Souls game. But a roguelite's like it's always a roguelike. Like it's not if you just don't yeah. like that genre, it's not going to change. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like I feel like I have to try one every two or three years because every like two or three years, there's one's like, but no, like this one, yeah. this is the one. It's like yeah. all right, I'll give it a shot, and it's just I just could not get. I could not get over it. It was like the third time I beat the first boss and like the second time I died on the second boss. It's like, I don't, I don't have it in me. I don't have it in me to do this again. <laughs> it's not happening. I don't care that I have a new weapon. I don't yeah. care that I got a new, uh, I don't remember what the little like artifact things are called. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to fight the same boss again. That's She's so going to say some cool new line of dialogue and that's it. 
but yeah gameplay wise like it's it's like you either i feel like you either like you either love a roguelike or you just it doesn't click with you at all and like i wouldn't even defend it i wouldn't even i would never push you to play hate more hades it's just like yeah that's a roguelike that's just what it is (laughs) (laughs) but like the the writing is so good and i like and that was the thing that almost bothered me more about this was like i liked (laughs) dying like i liked going back and talking to all the little people and i don't remember the area that you were in but i loved going back and talking to all the little people and like hearing smirky remarks and like passive aggressive comments from it, it was yeah. so well done and i loved it and it's just like i just i can't i can't do it that's so funny yeah no uh, yeah i feel like that's yeah yeah i can see i can see a lot of people i can feel like a lot of people get that impression because like hades is the game of the year no mm-hmm. strings attached everybody should play it i'm like well i don't know about everybody should play. <laughs> no, this is a very yeah. specific genre that uh i don't think is well known enough to say everybody should play this but yeah yeah exactly if it's your thing like man if they made like a weird, cool, I don't know, something like that. I don't know what genre I really like. But anyway, mm-hmm. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last but not least, um, we narrowed it down to our top three games from yep. 2020 just in general. Um, I'm going to quickly say that I really struggled with this. So bonus points to Ghost of Tsushima and Miles Morales for being almost my top three games of the year, <laughs> but not quite my top three games of the sure. year. And I will say that those three rotated in and out with one other game like 17 times in the last four days. So nice. anyway, well, well, good job, go, with your, go with your, yeah, start with your three. Then if you start, if you like, right, you warm me up for your third one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So my, well, I don't have them in order though. What? Did you want me to, Wait. were we supposed to, do you want me to order them and go like number three? Yes, that's the whole point of doing your top three games. Would you would you think it was just top three random games? No. Just top three in general. Like these three were really good. Okay, well, this one's number three, and then will you talk about one I can fight in my head about the other two? So number three, the one that kinda and these three Miles Ghosts and this one kind of fought it out for this third spot. That's Final Fantasy VII remake. Sure. Um I have a lot of problems with this game. Not a lot. I have like two very specific problems with this game. Um but just damn this game stuck with me and as i was kind of like looking back through like games trying to figure this out that one was the one that i kept going like i should replay that yeah you know i really do want to replay that that was that that hell house that was really cool i should do that again you know what? i had a lot of fun with that and it was the one that kept sticking in my brain like man this was just a cool game like mm-hmm. how exactly did that end like i want to do that last battle again that last battle was really cool i'd like to try yeah. that again um which i didn't have quite as much with miles and ghosts now I will say I platinumed Miles and Ghosts, so that might be the reason why I don't want to go back to them. But this one yeah. just stuck in my head of, like, it did so many cool things. I think you kind of talked about the remake and how they incorporated that earlier, so I don't want to get too much into that. But that was really yeah. cool, and just the way this game worked out was so, so good. And it was better than I thought it could be. I really like Final Fantasy VII, and this, I think, almost... Well, definitely surpassed the Midgar section in the original one. Oh shit! Um, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I'm quite ready to say that it surpassed Final Fantasy VII in general, but sure. I mean, the fact that that that's even a thought in my head is is incredibly telling of this game. Yeah, it's got three more games to figure it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, now are we going to yours? Or are we going this burning through my? No, list? I'll do. No, I'll do my number three. I'll do my number three. We'll kind of like build okay, up okay. to number one. Good, because I need a second. I need to argue back and forth in my brain for a minute. Okay, that's fine. And now you're gonna listen to me talk about Remnant from the Ashes, which came out in oh. 2019. But, 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 the expansion pack came out this year, and I also played that. So I'm just gonna give the whole package of Remnant <laughs> from the Ashes my number three game 2020. Um, 
it's really funny because I actually thought about this between this and Hades. Um, and the reason I didn't pick Hades is because Hades, um, there's these sort of like arcade games I like to play. Like I like to play Hades. I like to play different roguelikes, but they kind of just stay at the top of the sort of like, I like the gameplay and I thought the writing was good, but it doesn't like really dig deep down into me. like, Oh, this is something like really kind of cool. That really struck with me, uh, stuck with me. Well, I felt <laughs> like remnant while it's not as good as Hades. Um, I felt like just the interesting things that it was doing kept like going like, Oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that before. Oh, that's interesting. I've never seen that. Oh, I haven't seen that. It was just like things that like, yeah, I really, really love in games. Like, I really, really love good monster design. I really, really like fighting interesting monsters. I really like action RPGs that are um, um, not super stat heavy and more like skit, like more like slotting in different skills and different spells, yep. sort of thing. Um, and then I just thought the uh, I just I just thought the world was like super fun and interesting. And it was a game I had like just zero expectations going into. Um, and mm-hmm. I just, I just, lo- I think just like every minute of that game, I was, I was having fun and loving and just like, just not, maybe not the first hour, which is like the worst part of that game <laughs> that everybody dropped which off is, at. Which is funny because quick story, Doug said when I had Game Pass, like, can you try Remnant? I really want to play that. And I played, okay, I'll play the first hour. Yeah. <laughs> I finished the first hour and went, I'm, mm, I'm not feeling it. Like, I don't know, maybe you'll like it, but I'm not feeling it. Like the first hour is kind of boring. And then I think yeah. you tried it like two months later. Like, what are you talking about? This game's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And like the first hour is just not very good. It's, I would, I almost had that as like best at burying the lead, but it did a very bad job <laughs> of burying the lead because like, if you wanted to hop off the game in the first hour, that's not a good burying of the lead of um, what it is. Um, and the one thing, actually the one thing I did want to keep, actually the reason I was like, okay, that was a 2019 game, but I did play the, uh, the expansion pack. And I will say the expansion pack did push it in my 2020 because the only complaint I had with the original game was that the final boss sucked. And then in the expansion pack, they were like, we're going to give you a super amazing, clearly was maybe <laughs> the final boss originally because it's super cool. And it's like, has like multiple phases. It feels like it could have been like a final fantasy game. Like it's very, very cool. Um, so yeah, remnant is just a super sick game that I don't recommend to everybody. Um, but it's <laughs> less dark souls, more Diablo and it's tough. Nice. Nice. So I'm probably going to change this in an hour and then change it back in two days. But for right now, I'm going to say my number two is 13 Sentinels. Ooh. Um, 13 Sentinels is an incredible game. Um, It has one of the best video game stories I think I've ever seen. And Mm. it tells it in a way that I've never seen anybody do a story before. Um, I think it takes something that like Game of Thrones does where you've got like six or seven intertwining characters that kind of are all pushing for the same goal and going towards the whole thing. And I never finished Game of Thrones, but I'm assuming they all come together at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it ended great. <laughs> <laughs> I, I realized halfway through that analogy that I was like, uh-oh, I only made it through like season three. Um, no, it's, just anyway. the good par- it's just the good parts of Game of Thrones. So how you say <laughs> there you go, there you go. But just the way that it manages these 13 characters, it brings their stories together. Um... And yeah, just it. I love sci-fi stuff. Yeah. And if you can name a sci-fi thing, it's in here. And the way that they make everything work and the ultimate reveals. Um, when we're doing best insert here, I almost said best oh shit moments for Thirteen yeah. Sentinels because it's just constantly making you look for something or seeing something a different way. Where it'll say, "Hey, this, this, and this happened." You're like, "Oh, okay, that." that's a thing that's normal. And then like an hour later, it'll be like, <laughs> remember those things that happened? That's not what they were. And you're like, <laughs> what? Like, and that happens probably three dozen times over the course of that game. And it's just, I, I can't speak enough to how good that game is, how great the story is, how impressive it looks. 
um, and just how much the story keeps you on the edge of your seat. Again, like you said with Remnant, like it is not a game I would recommend to a lot of people because it is it is primarily a visual novel. It has some <laughs> other gameplay elements in there, mm-hmm. um, but it it, it 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 is a unique thing that I think if you're into sci-fi, you're okay with a visual novel. Um, is is a must play for anybody. It's it's insanely good. Cool. I think it was, I didn't think it'd be that high up on your list. I didn't really. I, I, yeah, I didn't think I didn't think it'd be that high up on there. That's cool. Yep, yep, yep. Yep. I mean, maybe number one. That's I don't okay. Know. I almost you can to, say that almost, now. That's fine. <laughs> I I almost want to I almost want to talk about my next one, and then after I talk about it for a second, <laughs> that's fine. We got you got like two anyway. more minutes left of this thing. We can figure it out. You can no, figure number it out two. Between. Number two for Doug. Number two for Doug. Okay, number two for Doug is demon souls um it's a very good game i talk too much about souls games in general uh so i will keep it as short as i can um i (laughs) i didn't realize how uh so first of all demon souls a very good game Uh, you've heard a million podcasts talk about it we have a review up just go listen to that review of my thoughts on demon souls i will say though i didn't realize how effing good looking this game was because i was like "Ooh, i want to play more souls i was halfway through my second playthrough of dark souls 3 let's boot that thing up and i was like holy hell like (laughs) this game i don't know i don't know if it's just dark souls but i don't i don't remember dark souls looking bad but i was like holy crap um yeah demon souls i think the one thing i actually didn't talk about the review is just how effing good looking it was it's just very Mm -hmm. cool it's like a ps5 showcase sort of thing um i had just fun not not the entire time but it definitely had that sort of like trials and tribulations that's always great about souls games um it had a lot of cool surprising moments that i you know just i wasn't expecting throughout had just a killer ending i just love the ending of that game um which is like the only souls game ending that i enjoy because i understood what's going on um (laughs) (laughs) um, it's just it's just a very cool game i think the one thing i think the one thing i've been thinking about demon souls um that everybody will agree this game is so good that this game has parts that are absolute shit and it's still one of the best games ever made <laughs> like <laughs> that's how good this game is is that yeah there's just portions that suck they're bad everybody agrees they're bad they're horrible and everything else is so much better than that <laughs> that nice. it's just one of the best and like i can't imagine it was funny like playing the sale of the colossus remake recently and like looking at like oh blue point like they know what what made these games good and what to keep mm-hmm. and that oh, sort yeah. of thing it's like i i don't that team at like blue point like i i the weight of making these games must be like insane like they remade two of, like the best yeah. games from ps3 like in ps2 and ps3 and they, oh, yeah. they nailed it yeah they're incredible all right so yeah. my for now number one uh is yakuza like a dragon oh oh um, cool <laughs> this game I love the Yakuza series. It has consumed my last two years in terms of video games. I've played through all of them over the course of the last two years. Um, this game's incredible. Like, it is so much fun. Um, yeah. It takes so much of the Yakuza seriousness and just, like, goes hard in it. And then the next thing you know, there's a whole bunch of crayfish biting at a guy. And yeah. then you're talking to him. And it's just, it takes the goofiness of Yakuza and fits it in with the character so well. I feel like Kiryu always kind of had this weird, like, Kiryu's way too serious to be doing yeah. these weird, goofy things. Where with um, Ichiban, it's just like, no, like, this is this is who he is. Like, he would absolutely do this dumb little thing where he, like, goes and does whatever weird, feeds hot chili to random people so that they can run faster. Like, that, that's an Ichiban thing. Like, he's all about that, and he would love that. And just... Yeah. The way that this game takes the Yakuza series and just kind of 
respects what was there in terms of the prior seven games and then takes this and does just new things with it with the combat especially it just it's so much fun to play it's one of those games that just i always had a smile when i was playing this game you know what i mean where it's just like i'm constantly Mm -hmm. happy i'm constantly enjoying what's going on whether it's a serious moment of like a yakuza threatening my friends or whether it's me pulling a baseball bat out of the ground like it's a master sword like every single thing in this game is just fun and amazing man i'm so excited to play that game now now that i actually like finished six i'm like actually super excited to um to get to that one it being amazing helps (laughs) it is it is it is so good and it's again just itchy as a character is just such a cool character he fits the series so well it was my biggest concern going into this is what are you going to do with kiryu how are you going to replace kiryu and it's just like i don't give a crap about kiryu i want more itchy like he's he fits this so much better he's so good i want more itchy it's really funny because I just felt like Kiryu in every scenario was always the straight man. And it's yeah. fun that it's like, oh, no, now we can make her do a character who actually plays within the nonsense instead of just being the straight exactly. man the entire time. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. My number All one? Right. Yep. You know what it is. It's Final Fantasy, of course. Yeah, I, say, I, I could have told you that when we started. Yep, Final Fantasy yeah. VII Remake. It's so good. It's just the best. It's. Uh, I want to talk about blocking. Um, but it is like everything I've always wanted for Final Fantasy games mm-hmm. as a kid and all that stuff. And I've talked about that at length before. Um, <laughs> I just think that this remake, um, it's so, cre- it is so creative for being a triple A game. It's so creative for being just a Final Fantasy seven game. Like just think about all the yeah. Final Fantasy seven stuff that came out afterwards. It's just creative mm-hmm. in that atmosphere. It has, characters that they reinvented and made them more fun and interesting. Yep. They made the story more fun and interesting. Well, I don't know if they, you know, we'll ultimately see how that pans out. Um, but they <laughs> at least made the story, not what you were expecting. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I just think that game is, is utterly, utterly fantastic. And I will, the one thing I will absolutely give it props for is that it figured out a way that final fantasy 15 utterly failed in, in like making both the turn-based fans and the action games fans happy. I yes. think, that system for final fantasy seven, like they nailed that after like, I think the experimentation maybe started with like final fantasy 12 and like, it's been five mm-hmm. or six games of like, what is a turn-based versus an action game sort of mishmash thing. Yeah. And like, they finally got to this one. I was like, Oh no, this is, this is the one this is, they absolutely nailed. Um, yeah. And that's, I think, <laughs> and I think the combat, like because of all the other aspects of this, the combat, like how perfectly nailed that is gets overlooked it's so much like they made it look like i imagined it like yeah, they did such yeah. unique things with the stories the characters are so much better that i think it's like almost like no they were able to do turn-based and real-time strat or real-time battles in the same game at the same time and make both feel good yeah and that's such an impressive impressive accomplishment in and of itself that that alone is just mind-blowing yeah, and sometimes make it look like Advent Children. Like when you saw Advent Children, like the game yeah. always sucked, but you remember those fights. It's like, oh man, yes, you why do. can't you do this in the game? That'd be so cool. And like they grounded a little bit more, obviously, but it's like, no, they there's some scenes that that feel like those cool Advent Children, like, oh, I'm sword, I'm I'm Cloud or whatever, and this is what he would be doing in this fight sort of thing. And he'd be jumping mm-hmm. around and stuff, and it's like, it's just it is just insane. I that game that game to me is something that's just firing on all cylinders, um, all the time. And I think sometimes it it misses, which again like the thing i said before i'm okay with inconsistent games because i think the bad parts yep. make the good parts better um 
And I just think I just it felt just like another game that just swung for the fences constantly. And it hit way for more sure. than other games I've seen try to swing for the fences. I think Kingdom Hearts yeah. 3 tried to swing for the fences. I think Final Fantasy 7 did a better job at swinging for said fences. <laughs> yes. Yes, yeah. that's that's a true statement. Yeah. So by average, that makes Final Fantasy VII Remake our workforce gaming game of the yeah, year. Because don't do that. Don't I didn't play that. your other two, and you didn't play my other two. So, yay, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII. I think it's funny when we had better drag-out fights when we actually played, like, all three of the games. Like, is Rocket League the best game of 2017? We'll find out. <laughs> Whereas now it's like, well, you didn't play Yakuza or 13 Sentinels, and I haven't played Demon's Souls. So, I don't know, Final Fantasy VII, we both played that. Done. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely much more set in, like, the games we like now. It's not like, yep. let's go try everything. It's like, no, I like this sort of game. I like apparently, games with I like, good monsters. <laughs> I like Japanese games, apparently. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. All right. Well, that is 2020. We'll play more games in 2021. Um, but we are Workforce Gaming. You can follow us on Twitter at Workforce Gaming. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening, and we will see you later. Bye.